Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been in another country trying to communicate in a different language to someone and trying to get your message across and it's just not happening and it's really, really frustrating? Absolutely. Frustrating as hell because you know what you want to say, but they don't know what you want to say. Hmm. I guess the same thing happens in relationships too. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's explore that in this episode titled... Lost in Translation. Excusez-moi, mademoiselle. Parlez-vous anglais? I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Neither do I. So, in today's episode, we're going to discuss uh, languages, but not just uh, the language that you and I speak, English. I speak a little bit of French. I speak gibberish very well. And I speak a bit of Turkish and gibberish. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about love languages, which um, Dr. Gary Chapman um, wrote about in his very famous book, The Five Love Languages, in uh, 1995. So relatively recent. And he, uh, Dr. Chapman suggests that to, to discover another person's love language, you have to observe how someone expresses love to others, to their partner, to their children, to their colleagues. So a love language in this sense isn't a verbal thing. No, they're, they're actions. They're things that people do to express their feeling for another. Mm-hmm. And generally, I mean, he, he started talking about the love language or the way we express love in an intimate relationship. But he's gone on to extend that to um, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your colleagues, so love languages within work. Um, Hang he's on a using minute. the word. <laughs> He's using the word very broadly um, because, you know, we may not love our bosses or our colleagues, but we express things in particular ways. And I remember having this conversation with a boss of mine many years ago, and I said to him, you know, sometimes people need to be told they've done a good job. They need a pat on the back. And he was like, well, I don't need that. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I know you don't. You know, he'll just do his job, feel good about it, move on to the next task and the next. But there are a lot of people that did need it. So he's projecting what he needs to what everyone else should have. That's right. And that's what we do in relationships as well. We tend to give um, and express our love the way that we want it to be expressed to us, which is, which is nice that mm. we do that. But it can, be, it can become a bit of a dilemma when the languages don't match up. So this is kind of like, I would liken it to a learning method. So some people are auditory learners, some are visual learners, some are kinesthetic Kinesthetic. learners. (laughs) Got that one right? Yep. Um, And so if you deliver learning in the wrong way, it's not received in the best potential that well yeah be. there's no real right and wrong but what we tend to 
have is like a dominant way of learning. So we, we can learn the other ways as well, but there's probably one dominant way that we favor. So some, um, when I work in a school as well, and some students are much better with auditory learning and you can give them instructions. They know exactly what to do verbal instructions and others need it written down and they need to visualize it and see it and um, so you can see what the dominant pattern is and the same with love languages it's not that we don't like to be um, experience love in many different different forms it's that you know one one or two um, ways of feeling love and expressing love is what we prefer Mm. So he's done a lot of study over, you know, many, many years in his practice um, as a therapist. And I tend to agree with this. This is this is a relatively new kind of theory, but I quite like it. And I thought it might be a good one to talk about today. Mm. Okay. So love languages, which I always thought was Spanish or French. Or <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> Isn't it from uh, Gomez in the Adams family? Speak French to me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's not exactly that type of love language, but we'll go over what they are. There are five of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll just mention what they are. The first one is words of affirmation. The second one is receiving gifts. The third one is acts of service. The fourth one is quality time and the fifth one is physical touch. Mm. So I thought we could go over them all individually and just go into a little bit more in depth um, what it it all means. So words of affirmation, using words to build up another person, to build their confidence, to build their self-esteem. So um, acknowledging someone for a lovely thing they've done for you. and hey babe that was a great meal that was yeah, awesome exactly so for someone who loves words of affirmation um anything that's a positive about something they've done or achieved or the way they look is going to be a big tick for them um and another example might be um like thanks for taking out the garbage as opposed to oh, it's about time you took out the garbage mm. um so someone who favours words of affirmation will be very sensitive to words that are not so positive as well. So so, so they, the converse is yes. actually detrimental. Yeah, so they notice when um, someone's giving them positive feedback, but they also notice and they're very hypersensitive to the negative feedback as well. Mm. And look – as I'm going through these, it might be good for you, Alex, and maybe the listeners, to have a think about which one they might favour as well, which one they kind of gravitate towards um, in terms of what makes them feel loved and cared for. Mm-hmm. So that was words of affirmation. The second one, receiving gifts. So gift says, um, oh, my loved one is thinking about me and look what he got for me. Does an email count? Not really. <laughs> Diamond ring, maybe. Ah, okay. That's a big attachment to add on. <laughs> yeah. And look, and all of these things often come from, um, you know, life experience and growing up where there may have been a, um, a lack of these experiences. 
and it's something, you know, maybe growing up you never received any gifts. You know, there was nothing that was special and um, just for you. And so you grew up really appreciating when someone gave you a gift and whether it was on your birthday or outside of your birthday. Or it could be that you grew up with that and that was a way that your family showed that they cared about you. And so that's a pattern you've become familiar with. That's right. And that's... You know, that's what you do value as as opposed to the other mm. ways of expressing love. So that's receiving gifts. Acts of service. Now, acts of service is doing something for your partner that you know they would like or love. Like a foot massage. Like a foot massage, like cooking a meal or washing the dishes um, or helping them out in some way um, without necessarily them asking. Hmm. So that's acts of service. Quality time. Now, quality time is about giving your partner undivided attention. So sitting on the couch watching TV together probably isn't quality time. But, you know, people define this for themselves. Well, sitting on the couch snuggled up together watching a movie isn't too bad. Maybe, yeah. That could be, um, you know, for that person. Uh, you know, definitely quality time, spending time together. But for for other people, it might be, um, you know, your undivided attention. So it's, you know, eye contact and having a conversation about something um, or, you know, a new experience that you're having together, a unique experience together. Mm. Um, and for other people, quality time might be just sitting and reading the paper and you're in the same room. And, you know, not necessarily, you know, sitting in the, you know, on the same couch or, but just spending that time together doing something similar. So I guess you could have quality time. You could have quantity time, which is you're just there, but there's nothing actually, it's not generating a feeling for the other person that there's any real connection. Yeah. And again, I mean, all of these things are defined by the person themselves. So Um, Being able to have a conversation with your partner about if quality time is important to them, what kind of quality time? Mm. You know, is it about just sitting and, you know, on the couch and watching something or is it about having going out and doing something together? Is it about being social together? Yeah, it could be a whole range of things. Mm. And the last one is physical touch. So holding hands, hugging, kissing, um, sexual intercourse, sexual play, they're all expressions of love. And this one tends to be quite significant um, for a lot of people, but um, generally with men, Um, you know, having that physical touch is a reassuring sort of connection with the other. And um, yeah, so they're the five love languages. Okay. Okay. So out of these five, you tend to have a primary one and a secondary one. Mm. And, um, you know, and not to say you don't enjoy all the other expressions of love. I mean, who doesn't mind a gift? (laughs) Something that... But it may not be what you seek. If it happens, it's a bonus. You might much prefer having quality time with your significant other. Yeah, so if you had to pick one or two, Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot. No. And I know we've, we've talked about this before off air. Mm. Um, so what would you say is your dominant love language? 
Um, I don't want to, Hang I, on, let me guess. <laughs> let me guess, and you can tell me. Let's let's play it. What do you mean guess? We have discussed this before. That's <laughs> no, unfair. No, that, that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, look, I would say for you, <clears throat> it's physical touch is your number one, <clears throat> and um, you know that closeness is is very very important to you. And number two, I would say it's words of affirmation. I don't know if I've got that one right. What do you think? Yeah, I, I probably would have said number two would be time. Quality time? Yeah. Okay. Quality time. But I got number one right? No <laughs> comment. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. And what about for you? So, yeah. How about you guess mine? Oh. Yours would be... Hmm. Um, do, 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 do. Words of affirmation. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's more for me because I like giving you words of affirmation. So maybe that's where that's coming from. Um, 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 and the uh, other one? Hang on. Just what are they again? <laughs> the, what, the two. So- Middle ones, so it's, so words of affirmation, yeah. acts of service, yeah. So doing nice things, yeah, for someone and with someone, um, quality time mm. and physical touch. Hmm. Oh, you're a toughie. I don't know. I mean, no. I th- you like all of them, so it's uh, you're not. You, yeah, yeah, gifts is okay, but it's not a huge focus. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's just quality time. I think it's, I mean, it's all of those. Mm. I, I can't find one. What do you think is the priority for you? Well, it's interesting. Um, it, sometimes it is challenging. Even this conversation I find interesting because we, you know, we've known each other for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can get it, you know, not not wrong. Wrong is not the right word because we, we can be a slightly off in terms of what, makes our partner happy what in particular makes our partner happy i actually did what you can do is you can go on to dr gary chapman's website and do the questionnaire it doesn't Mm. take very long and i'd recommend if you're listening to this and you're interested please go ahead and do the test what's that url do you know the url um dr gary (laughs) chapman.com just Just look up look up gary chapman five love languages you'll find his website And um, it doesn't take very long. And it actually, if you answer it quickly without thinking too much about the questions and honestly, it comes out fairly accurate. And I'll tell you, I did this yesterday um, just to see if it was similar to, to what I've done before. And it's fairly accurate in terms of what I value. And I'll tell you what, what I got in terms of my love languages. My highest one is acts of service. Mm. And I think that's pretty spot on because I think um, when, I, when I feel overwhelmed or when I feel, you know, tired or, or whatever, the fact that you, Alex, do something nice for me, even if it's making a cup of tea or helping out, you know, with my website or I remember I was procrastinating. I'm a great procrastinator. Never. What are you talking <laughs> we about? We might do an episode on that one as well, actually. <laughs> Only Let's if we can get around down. to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get around to that one eventually. 
But um, I remember I was procrastinating on a payment system for my private practice just to make life easier. And eventually I, I did purchase it, but I struggled with setting it up and it just wasn't working. And, you know, when Alex came over and he just helped set it up within a few seconds, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, whatever he did, it was magic. And it was, yeah, it was um, such a relief for me that he was able to help me and I could just get on with it. So acts of service for me mean a lot. Mm. That, that was my this is good to know. dominant one. Yes. It's very revealing, isn't it? <laughs> and my second one, you were right, words of affirmation, definitely. Um, mm. I think, and I go back to my statement about... <clears throat> These are very related to how you grew up and, and either what you had a lot of or what you had a lack of. And in, in my case, I would say um, I, I grew up youngest of four. They all grew up and the others left and did their own thing. And I felt like an only child and my parents would, you know, do their own thing. And I didn't get a lot of conversation and a lot of, you know, positive feedback and um, hearing positive words of affirmation is something that I love and conversations and clearly because we do this podcast as well, you know, having these sort of deep conversations, um, it's important to both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The third one was quality time. So oh. um, love spending time together and particularly when it's meaningful and and also, you know, for me, quality time is being silly and having fun as well and laughing together. And the next one was physical touch. It's mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Because I would say I really love, you know, hugs and kisses and touching. But in terms of priority, it's sort of lower on the list. And the last one was receiving gifts. Mm. Who doesn't like to receive gifts? But if I had to choose, I think being helped out with something that I needed help with, you know, sits higher on the list. Yeah, and it, you, you feel appreciated, I guess. Um, and it's an interesting thing because it wasn't obvious to me exactly which of those were the highest priority because, as you said, we all, all of them play a part. Hmm. Um, yeah, very interesting. But it's in our case, I think... Um, for for me, towards you, I naturally experience acts of service because you naturally do that anyway. I'm a fixer, and you're you're a, you're a talker as well. You like to discuss things, so the words of affirmation, and we yeah, so that's all in place. But sometimes there could be a discrepancy, and this is where the love languages are really really um, important to explore. Um, and, I, and I'm just thinking of a, um, a couple that I was seeing in my practice and he gave me an example of where there's a little bit of a mismatch in their love languages, but he didn't use the word love languages. He just used this as an example. And um, he was um, working hard outside, at, at, you know, out in the yard and his partner brought him a cold drink. And um, and that was out of love. It's like consideration, you know, He it's hot and he's sweaty and, he, you know, maybe he'd enjoy a cold drink. And he did, but he didn't he, – he talked about it in terms of 
to him, that wasn't really an expression of love. And for her, it was. That was just a thirst quench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was a practical thing. But for her, I mean, she was really affected and hurt by the fact that he didn't see it that way. Mm. So being able to understand what your partner needs in order to feel loved and feel cherished and, you know, adored, um, you know, it may be very different to what you need. Hmm. You know what's really interesting about this, and it's just struck me now, hmm. um, is that we talk about communication being the most important thing in a relationship. But before you can communicate, you need to understand. Yes. You know, because we've talked before about what type of person are you an island? Are you an anchor? Yeah. So before you can communicate in the way that makes the most sense to that person to receive it, you need to understand. And the mm. same with this love language. There's no point giving someone gifts when all they want is to spend time with you. Yeah. Because then they just feel they just don't get it. I just yeah. want to be with them. I don't need rings and things and all that, although <laughs> it's not bad. Um, but <laughs> I mind some I want, rings. All I want is time, you yes. know. Yeah, and look, the, the classic example of that, um, you just highlighted it, is um, parents that, that buy things for their kids constantly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I work in a school and I do work with kids that um, have the latest everything the latest, uh, you know, iPhone and iPad. Well, they're buying and, their love instead yeah. of actually just spending the time with them. And I, I've had, you know, kids that are 12, 13-year-olds say to me, I would rather my dad not buy me this stuff and that we just hang out together and have fun mm. because they know, you know, at 12 and 13, they know they're getting some nice stuff, but they know what they're missing out on as well. Yeah, well, it's like the most precious gifts I get from my kids are their handwritten cards. They're not the, you know, things that they buy for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another example might be, um, and, you know, this is probably not as relevant these days, but, you know, a partner where he goes off to work and she's home and, you know, they have problems in their relationship and he says, but, but I, you know, I earn, I work, I earn money. Mm. You know, we have a good life. We have a nice house. I work all week. Yeah. Why aren't you satisfied? Exactly. And I remember working with a couple like this and, and they were financially very well off. And he had, um, you know, lots of properties and he had just bought her a um, BMW, like a new car. And um, they had a lovely home. And she actually dragged him to counselling because what she wasn't getting, if we look at the love languages, is she wasn't getting words of affirmation. In fact, there's lots of bickering and arguments and negativity and very little quality time spent together as well because he was off running his business and earning money. But he couldn't understand because he, he said, we have a lovely life. But his perspective was really about the stuff that he was buying for her the house, the car, the, the nice things, the holidays, but not really the quality um, time for her and the, the, the conversations that she was looking for. Now, she tried to communicate this with him and he couldn't, he really couldn't get it mm. um, because in his mind, he was like, well, nobody else is going to give this to, to you. So he was looking at it in a very, you know, sort of simplistic way. Now, they didn't continue with counselling and I always often think about them and wonder if they're still together. My guess is yes, 
because it's very hard to walk away from what appears to be a comfortable lifestyle, but I would say she's still quite miserable. <clears throat> so that's sad. Well, I don't think it's an uncommon thing. Um, and really that mismatch between what someone really wants and what they're being, you know, what they're receiving, that, I mean, that sounds like it would be the the reason so many relationships break down because they're just not getting what they need. And, you know, people talk about that. I wasn't getting what I needed from the relationship. Mm. And it's not that the other person wasn't giving. They felt they were giving, but they were maybe giving the wrong thing. Yes, exactly. Mm. And, you know, it's an opportunity to have a think about your partner and how they do like to receive that love. You know, some people, just going to words of affirmation, some people kind of say, oh, I can't really, I'm not, it's not me. It's, I'm not good at giving compliments or saying nice things. And it's like, if that's important to your partner, learn. Mm. It's time to, to start learning how to give a compliment. You can start, you know the old saying, a fake it till you make it. You can start with just saying the words that you think your partner needs to hear. And then as you see the reaction, I'm not saying be inauthentic, you know, you've got to find something that you genuinely believe is worth complimenting. Mm. But if you genuinely want to please your partner, then you might actually go, well, that reaction generated a fantastic response. I might actually do that again. Yeah, so you do a little social experiment. I'm, I'm all for, you know, little experiments. Try it out. So try out um, saying something nice to them, not as a one-off, you know, you know, maybe a few statements within a day and see the difference it actually makes. If you know that, you know, even if your partner has said to you, oh, you never say anything nice to me, or, um, you know, they might be all dressed up and, and they complain that you don't compliment them on their appearance or whatever it is, try it out because it's going to um, have such a positive outcome, which means it kind of brings down some of those barriers that may be there between you. And then you can... If you see positive results, make it a part of your relationship, part of your routine. Mm. Some of these things come naturally. Others you have to keep practicing. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, I mean, relationships require some work. And if at first uh, you're finding it a little bit difficult to get out of your comfort zone and say nice things, then, as you say, fake it a little bit and just mm. work on it and go, well, that, that wasn't so bad to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, and that, that goes for all of those love languages. Like, you know, even physical touch. There are some people that, that say, oh, I'm just not a touchy person. And if you know your partner loves holding hands or or loves affection from you, then, you know, I, I think part of your responsibility to really keep that connection going is to learn how to connect with them on a physical level. And, you know, find a way to do that that's comfortable for you and you, you'll notice a huge difference in in the bond that you have with your partner. Mm. Sounds great. Well, that's been really interesting. Yeah. Uh, languages, um, languages of love. Yeah. I love the five love languages and, um, you know, I, I just think I wish more people knew about them and, um, you know, kind of use them consciously. Mm. And I, I'm hoping that as a result of this 
episode that it's something that more people will implement in their relationships um included you know with their children as well you can go on to his website and do one for your children or as a parent as well to see what kind of love language your child uses Mm. so going back to that example with the boss yes who uh who didn't need to give any words of affirmation well there you go languages of love in the workplace yes i thought that you may be crossing a line there but (laughs) yeah maybe Maybe. he needs to come up with another phrase for that in the workplace Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, he probably does use another phrase because I think, yeah, people can't equate love with the workplace. <laughs> Otherwise, um, you could be in for some trouble. I don't know. <laughs> Instant dismissal. <laughs> dismissal, yes. So, um, yeah, look into the to the website, do the test and enjoy expressing love the way that not only you want it and need it, but the way your partner does as well. Mm. And on that note... We will say ciao, um, bye, and, and. bye bye. <laughs> See you later. Bye. If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, that's a little purple button on your iPhone iTunes or Stitcher. You can of course go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at thednaofmindfulrelationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time, and until then, stay mindful. Mindful.